Hey y'all, Antoinette here, and I am inviting you. Hey y'all, Antoinette here, and I am inviting you to take a bite out of summer with HelloFresh. From chef-curated seasonal recipes to their very new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. And if you're looking to eat well this summer, HelloFresh's menu features calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch and dinner options. HelloFresh makes it easy to reach your food goals with flavor recipes that will definitely leave you feeling satisfied. Also, HelloFresh gets that you want options when it comes to what to make for dinner, not just the same old tired thing all the time. That's why they offer 40 recipes to choose from. Did you get that? 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So you'll never get bored and you can always find something new to try and love. Listen, it's peak time for summer produce and HelloFresh makes sure you get all of the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for a quality you can taste. I recently made the Gouda Vibes Burger with tomato, onion, jam, and potato wedges. And I must say, this was one of the best burgers I have ever had. It was absolutely delicious. All of the ingredients were fresh, they were quality, and they were bursting with flavor. So what are you waiting for? Go to HelloFresh.com slash ATWCurls50 and use code ATWCurls50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash ATWCurls50 and use code ATWCurls50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Hey yo. Uh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And you are listening to Around, Around the, the Way, Way Curls. We are two Philly bred best friends who strive to produce content that is authentic, unapologetic, and exalting of the magic we see in ourselves and in you. Join us as we oscillate between love and light and money and dicks. Because, because duality, duality is a thing. Yizzo! Power to the people, Antoinette. All power to the people, Queen. All power to the people. How you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. How are you? Uh, I'm better. I was the sad face this weekend. Not really sure why, or I do know why, but still unpacking it. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) what's up with you? I haven't spoken to you, really. I haven't spoken to you. Such good English you use for a very short I ain't speak to you or whatever, so like, put me on the game. What's up? sprints. I'm okay. Um, it's Black History Month is ended with the end of Black Star Film Festival, uh, Black Star Live, which is an extension of Black Star Film Festival that I helped every Friday. So it was great. It was around, it was, it was just wonderful to be around like really smart, incredibly talented people. And also I'm happy to not have to do that every Friday. Um, you guys can still take a look and See all of the episodes. If you guys want to see my artsy boy, he is the lead 
<laughs> host of the two, he and Mayori. I thought you were going to say ho. I was like, shout out to He them. is the Lee Ho <laughs> child in my life. Um, but you can go to blackstar.org, child. Blackstarfilmfest.org to, um, to look at that. What else has been going on? Um, I have been watching an HBO series about serial killers. And it was just really wonderful. I really enjoyed it. And it was about a leading um, psychologist, a, a small little, I think she's a Jewish, yeah, a small Jewish woman who was, you know, very interested between the correlation of brain damage and serial killers. And so she did all of this research and she did all of these interviews and she came up with the theory that, or she, not the theory, but she came up with the evidence that a lot of serial killers are not killing just out of pure evil. So this idea of people just having pure evil in them, and that's why they're killers, you know, she kind of debunked scientifically and did her research and traced the majority of the killer's early childhood experiences linked with intense trauma and abuse. And a lot of them had scarring on their brains, which affected their ability to make decisions and choices. And so anyway, she ended up... Um, What's it called? Child. <laughs> what is it called? I can't I, I'll bring, I will How know by the end of this. How dare you go into such detail? I will take a break. <laughs> I'll take a break and find out. But she ended up overturning, not a lot, but one death penalty. Like, because a lot mm. of people were being put to death just on the premise of their evil and we need to get rid of them. And, you know, they did this out of pure evil. And she was kind of like, well, yeah, they're really messed up people, but it's linked to trauma. Anyway, I linked this to fuckboys because... What ended up happening is that in her interviews with all of the serial killers, they a lot of them had multiple personalities and they would disassociate and the acts that they um, committed were under the influence of these other personalities. And a lot of them, a lot of the personalities were created, again, from terrible terrible trauma and they had to like create these different personalities to protect said you know child and so they would just basically glaze over and become this different thing and I was talking with a friend this week and she was talking about her experiences with past um, partners and how you know they would do horrendous things and when she would like talk to them like they don't, it's like they don't know what happens. They don't, they're yeah. just like, I don't, I don't know why I do these things. Also, and what I, friend, I, why are you, what other friend do you have? I link, <laughs> I link it to, you're not well. I link it to, um, I think they should really do some correlation with cereal. Study. Yeah. 
Like, I think a lot of it's connected to them being... This is in no way means a place for... Um, I'm not excusing them, and that's not what she was... She was asking, but she was just like, don't put them to death. Let's also talk about and go into, like, why these people do this. And if you want to have a safe society, you need to go into the root of, like, how a killer is even created in the first place. And I, I'm really interested in how these men become... Killers of women's hearts and dreams and sense of worth. Ciao. If we put fuckboys to death, it'd just be us and this bitch. That'd be it, baby. It might be four of them. And then because it's only four of them, they're going to turn into fuckboys because they don't know how to say no to all this vagina coming their way. Also, you sent me... Some image of a Philly dude with locks. And I just, I have trauma. I don't know what it is, but I just don't trust a No, you said you don't trust men with locks. And Philly I said, men with, Philly older men, men with locks. Older, older men with locks, I have a lot of respect for. But it's like this certain look of locks. Who's, it's what's like, the, um. It's like Kodak yeah. Black. Is that his name? girl i'm be really cool if i just said that little young kid's name it's like that kind of like i don't trust you just because you locked up but it's yeah philly men with locks are not trustworthy shout out to you know who you are except for i mean we know one that we like what's his name we had him on here he got locks true what's this why can't our <laughs> you why need am i to like not... i'm so <laughs> sleepy why can't no help me say his name? Because that was a I great do, episode. I can't. Sal- Salah, <laughs> Salah, right? Okay, girl. Salah got uh, Salah. I'm so sorry. We're not well. It's nine o'clock. We are getting no. Eaten I alive already yawned about ten times. So, God, we are just trying to keep it together, child. Do you have Salah, any? You know who you are. I know that's that's the nigga that. Oh, excuse me. That was the man that came into my head, and I was like, oh no, but I trust Salah. Yeah, the same. I'm like, he's yeah, the only Salah. man with locks that I trust. And not his cousins, just him. Not his cousins and them. <laughs> None them. of his friends. No. You got anything else? No, that's all I have to say. Um, my updates. We are dressed. If you can see us on Patreon, you will see that Shanti and I are Why in is there full. Like so much- because I have on my ring light and you don't. I don't know why you won't just. <laughs> you look, it looked like a, the struggle bus over there. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> Shanti and I are dressed like two um, light skinned Black Panthers. This looks she- like cosplay. Like, let's be honest. This looks <laughs> like we're in. <laughs> What in the light skinned Panthers? What in the Fashionista Panthers? Listen. Fashion Nova. Child, fake ass Panthers. But listen, <laughs> we're here because I, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah. I immediately hit Shanti up and was like, we need to talk about this because unpopular opinion, didn't love it. And we're going to get into that, why, into why later. Um, it's also, yes, Black History is over, but it is Melon in March. And I don't know if we get mm, to celebrate that. Keep it going. But- I'm going to celebrate Melanin March. Um, what else? I was in my feelings this weekend. You sent me that meme that was like four 
four ways to know that you're a Libra or some shit. And it was like, give me more attention. It was like buttons to hit. It was like, give me more attention. Leave me alone. And then the other one was like, sad for no reason. I forget the other one. But sad for no reason was definitely me this weekend. I was sad, like debilitated, like in the bed, like, oh, what is life? Contemplating all things. And I'm realizing mm. that I... I think you said this, so you're probably going to be like, shut the fuck up. But I need to focus less on my like goals and more about how I want to feel. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that you say that all the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> but no, that ass. Like, I was, of course, looking at houses. And then I found this apartment that was for sale up here and was, like, trying to figure that out. Like, oh, maybe I, if I could buy that. Then maybe, you know, that would be a good investment. And just figuring out all the things. But then I was like, how do you want to feel? And that, like, was a game changer in terms of just what I was looking for in so many aspects of my life, from work to home to relationships to everything. So I'm really focused on my feelings. What do you, um, what's one feeling that you want to mm, feel? Mm, mm, mind your business. That's between me and my <laughs> diary. <laughs> you went too far. <laughs> Tell you later. Uh, I also, because I was house hunting and doing things of that nature and trying to figure out what's the best way to invest my money, how should it be invested? I was like trying to be hella financially literate this weekend and that is stressful. Um, so I was doing a lot of research I don't know if we have time for this, but I do want to get into it eventually because we have a lot to cover today. Um, but maybe next week. I think next week. I want to get into... God, what in ra- the tease is that? You better hit us off with the divine mathematics. <laughs> All right, well. Around the way arithmetic. <clears throat> Let's talk about compound interest. And I Shut said- the fuck <laughs> up. Never mind. <laughs> I sent this fucking video to the group chat and everybody ignored it. And I was like, this is invaluable information, ladies. Please watch this video. And everybody was like, dub. So where are we going for this girl's trip? And I was like, what room you want? And I was like, okay, forget it. Whatever. No, no, go ahead. Compound interest. Break it down. <sighs> Compound interest versus simple interest. And this is like mm. something very small that I'm, mm-hmm. that, you know, but it's very important, especially mm-hmm. if you are a young person listening to this podcast. Time is on your side when it comes to compound interest. So let's talk about it. Let's deal with simple interest first. So simple interest goes like this. So Shanti, let's say you invest $5,000, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then let's say the investment is $5,000 and then over the course of like 20 years, right? At an interest rate of... So you're not investing $5,000 every year. You're just investing $5,000. So your money, what's 8% of $5,000? It's $400. Okay. So every year you are making $400 on $5,000, right? That's simple interest. And so by the end of that 20 years, your interest that you accrued will be 8K, $8,000, plus the 5,000 that you put in to start. So your mm-hmm. total will be $13,000. Makes sense, okay. right? Yeah. That's just the simple interest, which is cute. It's good. But 
What you really mm. want to get into is compound interest because when you invest in compound interest, that $5,000 over 20 years at the same interest rate of 8%, you will earn $400 in that first year, right? Because 8% mm. of 5,000 is 400. But then in year two, you will earn $432 because you're earning interest on the interest that you mm-hmm. accrued. So mm-hmm. it's a slow build, but when you start to uh, build that interest more and more, and then you're building on top of that, it becomes this like snowball effect and you can accrue so much more money over time. So that extra $32 seems like nothing in the first year, but the end result will be $18,300 in accrued interest, plus the $5,000 that you already put in. So that's $23,300. Instead why, of thirteen k, why don't people? What what are the different kind of investments that you that you can find compound? Um, That's the thing. So you have to do your research because there's there's I don't. That's what I'm still looking up. It's like mm. CDs versus stocks versus stocks. Obviously, go up and down versus mutual funds versus certain bank accounts. But mm-hmm. honestly, some bank most bank accounts that have that kind like no bank accounts giving you back eight percent. It's not happening. Unless you are, you have a lot of money to put in. Like there's certain banks, like there's stipulations around it, but you have to do your research and you have to ask about compound interest, not only in making money, but in the loans and the debt that you Mm. take out. Because here's the compound interest that nobody wants to talk about. Your school loans, most of them have compound interest. So when you take out $5,000, right, in a loan or any loan, for instance, credit card, whatever, got $5,000 on your credit card, and then they hit you with, okay, you didn't pay this off, so you owe us $5,032. Then it's, you didn't pay this off, you owe us $5,000X. It's not just $5,000. You're yeah. going to keep accruing interest, yeah. and that interest is accruing on top of the interest. So a lot of people who pay the minimums of things, you're not e- you're just paying the interest. Yeah, you're not even hitting what you, well, you actually paid- borrowed. Yeah. yeah. So you have to have to have to do research into compound interest versus simple interest. And obviously, you want compound interest to work in your favor and not against you which is how a lot of people get into debt very quickly because they don't realize, they just think, oh, I'll pay $5,000 off later, which is why school loan deferment is important because then you can put that interest, like all of that stuff is important and it's all shit that we should learn in school, but we don't because of capitalist society and greed and the powers that be. But that's mm. just my little tidbit. There's so much Thank more you, to girl. go into. Around the way, arithmetic. Hello, you heard it here. Where the Thank fuck else you hear this kind of stuff besides NPR and other financial podcasts? <laughs> and with much more detail. They're like, actually, <laughs> go to this website and they'll give you these kind of loans are the perfect loans for you to get. And I can't this even one. tell you that. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know, that. child. Look at the CDs and not the ones with DMX on it. <laughs> the real CDs, <laughs> child. Um, but as I do more, more research into being 
financially literate as I try mm. to get my life together. I will share little tidbits. And if there is a financial advisor that listens to this podcast, I would love to talk to you and I would love to have you on because that's something that people keep requesting and child, we ain't the ones child. to deliver that message. We are not financially literate enough. So that's all around the way arithmetic. Pop culture. This weekend, was that this weekend? It was. Um, our old school uncle <laughs> and zaddy, D'Angelo, blessed us with a concert via Versus in a long black mink coat with woman's Shagged boots. mink coat. It was <laughs> shagged. There it were... Was. There were levels, layers. Levels to it, mm -hmm. layers to it, shagged layers. And <laughs> you won't say you had the same shoes in your closet. <laughs> I do. I have those shoes. I have those shoes in tan. I said, I know I got the boots. Ah! And he had that hat. He had the big brim hat on. And he was ready with his cigarettes. And, you know, it was just a vibe. It was the lip syncing for me. The fact that he was out there in that outfit lip syncing and we were loving it. Who could have done that? Nobody. Nobody else. But Shanti, you had a um a take on D'Angelo while watching. You know what? I was looking at him and I was looking at his mouth and his gap in his quote unquote um sh not fall. I you know, musicians will say that he didn't fall, but a pop culture be like, what the fuck happened to D'Angelo? I just really think that. D'Angelo is laying really good pipe. <laughs> like, but what kind? You you had a word for it. Oh, I don't know what I said, but you it's disgusting. D'Angelo, like, yeah, the D'Angelo. It's like sex disgusting. Is the kind of sex that you'll get up the next day and be disgusted. Oh with no, yourself. you're disgusted with yourself <laughs> because you like also because he's smoking cigarettes and he's just like kind of gross and kind of like. <laughs> He's just kind of gross, but he's so but nasty, he's also and he's just like turning you out and yeah. on, and you're disgusted and ashamed of yourself, but you will never give that up. No, and you will never tell people about it either. Mm. Like you probably know. won't tell nobody. I think mm. you. I think people would say like I fucked D'Angelo, but they won't say everything that happened. They won't say like I ate his butt or he spit my. Mouth. Yes, like, like he will have you eat. <laughs> Absolutely, like he will absolutely have you eating. Y'all just eat each other's butt, and then you probably smoking cigarettes afterwards yeah. and drinking cognac and listening Yuck. to music and like cognac and music is cool. It's the cigarettes for me. No, thank you, girl. And he's it's just nasty. If and you he, had it's sex not with D'Angelo, you like, wouldn't tell me. Of course, I would tell you, but like if I was, I don't. If like, you was eating his ass, you wouldn't. I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, it was nice. And his, he probably got long fingernails. He probably got dirty long fingernails. ass, dirty fingernails. With callous hands. He probably hands. snore. He Ooh. probably a mess. And you know He's what? Just he probably a mess. sweats next to you in the bed. And his, you never had somebody sweat that doesn't smell good? It's oh, like nasty no. sweat. Like you need to drink some water and eat some vegetable sweat. Yeah. 
That's where we're at. He and also that's why the shame. That's where the shame comes because you like, but he, it's so amazing. <laughs> he also was awkward with her. I was like, he wants to take her down so bad, and she's such a little pure queen, little tiny girl. She's like twenty three. So like, if he don't leave that angel alone, that was awkward. But my thing was when Method Man came out because I said, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Met- if anybody's right. laying the pipe. Pop pop pants on his jeans. I don't was care. Awkwardly fitting. <laughs> he can have pop pop pants on with his Def Jam jacket and his hat with his big hands. Listen, meth. I got a. I have a meme for when this episode comes out. And, and baby, no, Method Man fine. is giving filthy sex. His we all know it. Just, yeah, he's fine. He, he is. vegan too, so his shit don't. His sweat don't stink. <sighs> he's vegan. Yeah, Jasmine told us Redman and Method Man are both vegan. She was joking. She don't know nothing. She just says everybody's No, I bet vegan. they're vegan. Don't I look me- that up. I think Method I Man think is a vegan. Redman didn't look well. I was like, it's either lupus or sickle cell. He doesn't man, look okay? well. No, I'm concerned. I was like, you all right? Ciao. Method Man is definitely in bacon. Get the fuck out of here, vegan. <laughs> you know. No, that's the other nigga. What's the nigga the guy? You just made that up. They're vegetarian. Yeah. He vegan? That's why he looked yeah. like that. I got it. He's I a long be a time. Vegan. Oh, no, that's. She don't know yeah. what she's talking about, y'all. Moving on. The... Is Jay-Z <laughs> vegan? Jay-Z ain't still a vegan. I don't believe that either. Golden Globes happened. Golden Globes got a lot of backlash because apparently the people in the, whatever they call it, the something, something press. Uh, are all white. <laughs> it's not a black. It's Golden Globes for movies or TV, for movies, right? Movies, Emmys are for TV. Fuck all of them. Wh- whoever just gave um, "I May Destroy You" didn't even count her. Like, f- fuck them all. I forgot to mention that last week or a couple weeks ago. I know. Um, I will say I liked what Ava DuVernay said, and I'm gonna read it said, many artists who have made strong work this year are being amplified on tonight's show. Excuse me. I'm proudly introducing Hamilton to applaud the artistry of Lin-Manuel and the whole cast and crew. To be clear, pressure applied to the Globes and its partners from now on isn't about validation or shiny things from this particular group. The truth that's not often discussed is that awards play a part in economic reality of black filmmakers, artists of color, and women creators in this business. Unfortunately, these shiny things matter to those who finance, greenlight, produce, distribute, and market our projects. Therefore, everyone must have balanced access and consideration so that playing the field can be more equitable for artists of all kinds, colors, and cultures. And I fuck with that. I fuck with that mainly because she was like, we deserve to uh, celebrate the people that are being celebrated tonight, but we still have fucking work to do. And then she was like, you know, shout out to this being the last Golden Globes that's ever like this because I'm gonna, we're gonna change it. Point blank, period. But also, Golden Globes so white... Charles Chanti is really struggling over here with her video. <laughs> I can't take it. There you go. That's that much arm, better. Yeah, you probably had fingerprints all over your, your camera. Golden Globes so white, I would like to say that um, we, black folks showed up and out. 
Chadwick won. Daniel Kaluuya won. Um, Soul won for best animated uh, movie and soundtrack. Shout out to Jonathan Batiste. John Boyega won. Andra Day won, which was a 35-year drought for best actress. Can't wait to watch the um, Billie Holiday versus... Or United States versus Billie Holiday. And Trevante Rhodes has quite the scene in that, ladies and gentlemen. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw that my girl Kristen tagged me in a video of that man literally eating you Andre Day's ass. ass and bit it. I said, what? I said, say what? And then stuck it. I didn't post the other one. I didn't post the other one because he like... Look, he laid her down, looked at her, and then stuck his tongue out for her to open her mouth. And just, I said, my God, what a heavenly man. He, you already know that I'm obsessed with Trevante, so <sighs> can't wait. Big weekend plans. Vibrator <laughs> is on alert. Um, also, I would like to shout out Viola Davis. Not that she listens to this podcast or cares about us, but she does follow us on Instagram, which blows my mind. And she looks so beautiful on the like at the globes did you see what she had on yeah she, she just little... yeah she had her hair natural she had her her um ankara wax like her wax print dress and she just and and she is making it her business to constantly highlight black creatives and black people that are just trying to be like enterprising and i just love her i really do yeah she getting mad militant Shout she out was. To her. She's getting. She's mad militant these days. She's really just like. Oh, she's. I think she's her shit. Yeah, I think that she's been, but now she just feels empowered to do it. I'm here for it. Shout out to Viola Davis, Queen Viola Davis. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> Politics is usual. <sighs> I just don't know where to start. Um. I'll start with this isn't light, but Texas is very ghetto right now. Like, mm. shout out to Ben Jadaka. Child, he going now, he going to take a video and tag us in the video of us shouting him out. <laughs> it's crazy ass. Texas is so ghetto. The governor just said all businesses can open at 100%. I'm dropping the mask mandate. And, you know, but you guys should still like, pay attention to what the CDC is saying and, you know, follow, uh, medical advice. I'm like, this is against all medical advice. What the fuck are you doing? Didn't y'all just not have heat and electricity? Like you really woke up. You got other, you got other fish to fry, my nigga. Like, (laughs) yeah, you literally woke up and chose more chaos. (laughs) Like, why would you open this shit? All the rates are high. I, I don't understand. I was like, Texas, I don't know. Everybody listening to Texas. Why? Because someone tell up. us why that was the way that, why did that happen like that? We I went from zero to 100. Are you guys okay? I don't know. What are you, what you going to do? It was looking apocalyptic down there for a second. And there, now the masks are, probably, are off. You know what? People are still going to wear masks though. You know, like. I pray. The, the mask mandate is only for the folks that were grumbling about, I can't breathe in these masks. And then, but everybody else will probably wear them. So. We'll see. But 100% capacity? Like, really? We going to go into Who a else, restaurant? What other state is doing that? I don't think any Kentucky other state is at 100%. Shit? If any other state is, is, is fucking Florida. You already know Florida. <laughs> 
Florida's like, we've we been trying to cut Florida off and just float that into the goddamn Caribbean because <laughs> them motherfuckers keep them over there. We'll take Hawaii, give us Puerto Rico, but y'all Puerto take Rico, Florida because nah. Um, also, Biden, god damn it, Biden, with your silly ass. Biden is doing dumb shit. But then he's not doing some dumb shit. And he's just like, you know, he's being a politician. He's being less of a monster than Trump, but still not like ugh, what what I personally wanted. Uh, Jamal Khashoggi, who was murdered, an American journalist, murdered. Uh, and Trump kind of like buddied up with the Saudi Arabian prince who we all knew ordered the hit. Um, now candidate candidate Joe Biden vowed to make Saudi Arabian Prince. I don't know his name, uh, make him pay. And, uh, if he was indeed proven to be involved with this in any way. Now, president Joe Biden is sanctioning all of the men who worked for the Prince, but not the Prince himself. And, um, his white house press press secretary, Jen, Child, I don't know how to say her last name. P S A K I, I think it's Saki. I think the P is silent. I'm not sure. Said putting sanctions on foreign leaders, it's not smart diplomacy. So basically, like we're punishing the hitman, but not the person who ordered the hit. And Saudi Arabia is wrapped up in oil, and we don't want no beef, and it's just more and more politics as usual, which is pretty disappointing but also not disappointing why what do you mean why i said disappointing but not surprising i mean i could still hope that the motherfucker (laughs) like stands by what he says um but you know here we are in the president of the or excuse me in the united states of america and he is the um that president that wants to appeal to both sides he's not he's not I, I don't He's know. He's not a liberator. I don't know that any president, like, in order for this shit, for in order for people to do things differently, I feel like it would have to stop. You know what I mean? Like, things would have to completely halt in order for Biden not to come in there. Like, in thinking about him bombing Syria, apparently... Syria had bombed some U.S. occupied area in Iraq and like wants beef. I don't the way that America, the, the, the machine that America is, the way that it works, the acts of diplomacy, the foreign pacts and plans and conversations and agreements a president would have to throw all of that to the wind. He would have to say, yeah, I'm going to risk it all. Mm-hmm. I'm going to risk America's known presence, global presence and domination. And right. Like, what do you expect? You think Biden was not good? Like, no, I, I would feel again. like if, what's that nigga's name? If, um, oh God. Anybody that was going to be a president, Bernie, Bernie Bernie Sanders would bomb Syria. Like I'm, I don't think if you're stepping into this 
car. Ain't nobody reversing that motherfucker. Like you're getting into the car and you're you're going you're you're doing the thing that this car does. You're not gonna get in the car and be like, all right, this is about to fly. No, I'm, you're going. I'm smiling because it's gonna drive. This it's is, just gonna go forward. This is perfect for what we're gonna talk about later because in my research, we, y'all, we're gonna be talking about Judas and the Black Messiah. But in my research for that, I discovered that Shanti is a Marxist. You are basically Karl Marx. And I can't wait to talk about that. You are. I don't know. You are. I, I just don't think... I'm just not surprised. And I, I don't think that anybody should be... I'm not um, surprised either. Just disappointed. I don't know why. I can't understand. <laughs> because... The, I said I'm, I'm, like, I'm I just disappointed. I'm not surprised. Really wanted this but tank to fly. You can want some shit really badly but then also not be surprised when it doesn't happen you're like ah yeah it's like if you don't work out or eat right for like 10 days when you get on the scale you can want and hope and pray like oh i hope i ain't getting no weight and then you'd be like okay disappointed in myself but also not surprised same Um, shit shout out to shout out to the machine um, last update, Governor Cuomo. He in trouble. <laughs> he, fuck, he fucking up, literally. Um, he's in more hot water. He just got into hot water for covering up how many people, how many uh, old folks were dying in <sighs> retirement homes. And now he has oh. AIDS saying that he what? sexually harassed them. Child. Um, one woman even accuses him of like, kissing her and and like she didn't want to be kissed he's also like this machismo italian guy that makes a lot of jokes he loves to talk about how he's like the bachelor of governors and he's so cute it's like a it's like a running joke everybody he was beloved for a minute everybody was crushing on him yeah because he saved he saved new york child when that fucking ship came in smacking asses he was baby. So apparently he, he apologized. He was like, you know, but he holds firm that he never touched anyone, which we'll see. Uh, but he said that it sh- absolutely should be investigated. And it also makes it really strange because his brother, um, Chris Cuomo, works for CNN. And so now it's a little strange when he's on because he's not allowed to report on his brother. So then it kind of feels like CNN is ignoring it. But it's also like it's a conflict of interest because I can't report on my brother governor because obviously it's going to be skewed and it's not ethical. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens over here. Lots of backlash coming from the Republican Party as uh, they can't wait to point out the hypocrisy of Andrew Governor Andrew Cuomo having these allegations against him as president, former President Trump. Did But I also want to point out that former President Trump plans on running again in four years and is unleashing every bit of dogs that he has to dig up dirt on and 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 like shit on people's legacy who who he feels did him wrong. And and Cuomo was slated. He was definitely going to run like he's go he like there was no way he wasn't with the amount of. Um, attention that he got after COVID. And so Trump is like, nah, I'm taking you down. So to be continued. And I hope those women are okay um, that, uh, that accused him. 
hope that they, I, I, if it's I saw true, something, I hope they seek justice, get justice. Yeah, right. I saw something by t- uh, Tarana who started Me Too. She made a post. And there's just, you know, there's that with Cuomo. There's the whole thing with um, T.I. There's tons of other, uh, um, you know, women, sexual, like, allegations of harassment and whatever in the media. And she was just like, people were telling her, oh, Me Too is irrelevant now. Like, that was just a wave. And she's like, "Mm, actually, this shit is like... Every day. Every day. (laughs) Like, it can't stop, won't stop. And... Shit. It's tricky. It's tricky. Uh, We will definitely keep up with it and report back. Um, But, in other news, as... uh, as we move forward in the round the way curl tradition of shouting out those who support us and hold us down, we would like to shout out our new patrons, Diamond J, Karina, Hannah P, and Yvette. Shout out to you. You know who you are. We appreciate you. Your support for our Patreon, which is our visual platform, is going to help Shanti and I find someone to help us edit these goddamn episodes, do some social media, hopefully, so that it can free us up to create more content for you. So shout out to you. You know who you are. And also, haven't asked this in a while, but please rate, subscribe, and share Around the Way Curls podcast. We have a. Le- I need to stop doing. It. I don't know why I keep doing that. We have a letter. Would you like to read said letter? Yes, this was a wonderful letter. Um, don't say oh, your name, and also remember? we um, we are looking for help in the ways of um, social media editing and um, just basic brand support. There have been some folks that reached out. We did receive your emails and will be returning. Um, with a response as well. We are still taking more. So another thing that I did mention in the past, um, but would be really helpful if and when you send your email is just some kind of proposal. Um, I guess the to be more explicit to help you in making the proposal are, are just like a basic social media strategy um, to get folks to connect to us via, uh, to the the podcast, so strategy around that. But if it's social um, media that you're writing about, if it's editing or something yeah. else, yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. If it's a proposal, you don't need a proposal about around editing unless you're like, yo, I can make this shit fire and look like fucking Lee Daniels shot it. Okay, so I love this. We got a letter in. In response to the prompt, I feel most in love with myself when. And I wanted to share it with you guys because it felt really, really authentic and a great breakthrough moment. And uh, here we go. I'm reaching out because I just got around to listening to the podcast episode from a few weeks ago when you all addressed the question, when do you feel most in love with yourself? I listened to you both process this heard a listener's answer, and twirled it around in my head for what felt like hours. And I was so moved by the question. At this time, I felt compared to share the breakthrough that I had. 
At first, I honestly thought I felt most in love with myself when I do self-care things like make time for pampering or after a shower when I can see myself, slow down, and remember to thank my body for another day. Then I thought, oh, it must be when I tap back in moments of childlike curiosity, wonder, vulnerability, and fearlessness because I can name some of those times. Mm -hmm. But while those moments helped me slow down and zoom in, that wasn't it. I feel most in love with myself when I experience a sense of knowing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast in my body. There have been key moments in my life where I've made a decision. It's been a full-bodied hell yes or an easy no. The feeling of unwavering faith and bravery and what that feels like in my head and in my body makes me so grateful for life and how I get to experience myself on this timeline. I feel like I'm not doing this explanation as much justice as needed, but basically what I'm trying to get at is that I love the intuitive trusting of self version of me. In retrospect, in retrospect, can say I feel the most in love with myself in those decisive hell yes moments because I'm the most present with myself, in tune with my intuition, trusting and gentle with myself all at the same time. I hope this makes sense. Thank you for inspiring this moment of reflection. Girl, what a, what a, what a lovely response. And again, I love that it just deepened, it even deepened it for me. I was like, oh man, this, this can just go even deeper. So thank you for that. And um, I hope you guys are still having that swirl around in, in your head and you're still contemplating and still willing to share because we love to hear it. Yes, I yes. second those, those feelings. So I think we should take a break because when we get back, baby, it's about to be highly melanated <laughs> or not because of us. It's going to be hella black. Maybe not that melanated, but it's going to be hella black. As we dig into Judas and the Black Messiah and the Black Panther Party and who Mr. Fred Hampton was. So after these messages, we'll be right back. 
Hey y'all, Antoinette here, and I am inviting you. Hey y'all, Antoinette here, and I am inviting you to take a bite out of summer with HelloFresh. From chef-curated seasonal recipes to their very new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. And if you're looking to eat well this summer, HelloFresh's menu features calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch and dinner options. HelloFresh makes it easy to reach your food goals with flavor recipes that will definitely leave you feeling satisfied. Also, HelloFresh gets that you want options when it comes to what to make for dinner, not just the same old tired thing all the time. That's why they offer 40 recipes to choose from. Did you get that? 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So you'll never get bored and you can always find something new to try and love. Listen, it's peak time for summer produce and HelloFresh makes sure you get all of the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for a quality you can taste. I recently made the Gouda Vibes Burger with tomato onion jam and potato wedges. And I must say, this was one of the best burgers I have ever had. It was absolutely delicious. All of the ingredients were fresh, they were quality, and they were bursting with flavor. So what are you waiting for? Go to HelloFresh.com slash ATWCurls50 and use code ATWCurls50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash ATWCurls50 and use code ATWCurls50 for 50% off plus free shipping. And we are back. Shanti, Judas and the Black Messiah, before I go into my big spiel, what did you think? I liked it. I liked it. It was... Um, Very in-depth. <laughs> I liked it. It was... It wasn't the most enthralling. I wasn't, like, glued to the screen. There, were, I tapped out many times, but there were also many moments where it, like, hits you, and you're like, yes. Yes. What moment was that? Just when he's in his speeches. I love the portrayal of he and his um, his fiance's relationship. I loved. I think from their relationship is when you you got the most of the internal conflict and the the daily choice that Fred Hampton made in how he wanted to live his life and how he wanted to basically end his life. And I felt that that was really, um, I felt like it was poignant. And oh, I just, I hate Lakeith. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> oh my God. I'm, sorry. I, I'm, I'm not going to say hate, but I just, I only like him in Atlanta. But like, I don't, there's something about that cat that I just like, doesn't do it for me. And so I was You didn't like I, him in Get Out? I thought he was excellent in Get Out. He had all he did was look into the screen, looking all, you know. No, he was like get he was the guy that told him to get out. Yeah, but he didn't have a problem. Oh, I forgot they God, them niggas be in the fucking movies together. That's um, that was my beef. And then the other one was in it. D Ray was in it too. I was like, Y'all really just put all three of them in the same fucking movie again? <laughs> D Ray. Um 
Is that his name? That's not his name. Oh, What's the no, little man's name? name? I hate myself. Ooh, what is the cure? Worse. Called him little man. He is little. Go ahead. I um I I liked it. I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. I I it didn't make an imprint. Um, it's just like. You know, it it, it, it it can't either. help but make you upset because white people are just insidious, insidious, manipulative, clever little little warmongers. And um, I thought it was interesting that the cop thought he. I think the cop thought he was doing. He thought he was protecting the United States of America. That was that was interesting. Yeah. That's what's so scary. Um, I did not hate the movie. I was, I, and I had to check myself. I was like, oh, it's called Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Got it. It's about. It's about his betrayal. It's yeah. about him. It's, yeah. It's about that. Um, drunk. but I think I was, I wanted them to spend more time with Fred and develop him more and not just him as a character. I wanted to, I, I just wanted a lot. I just wanted a different movie, I think. Um, because this was like the first time that so many people were going to meet him, you know, like this isn't like a name that a lot, that a lot of people know. And I felt protective over his story. So like, I feel like whenever we have these like biographical like movies, they come out and then we all enter this fight to like own the narrative and like a narrative that is actually really honest and one that honors that person's legacy, like Malcolm X, like movie was long as shit, but you kind of knew you got who Malcolm X was. Like it was about him and this just wasn't that. So with that said, I think it's really important that we resist Hollywood's urge to like water down our black leaders and reduce them to like an I have a dream speech. I'm not saying that that's what this did, but it didn't go into in, into real detail around Fred Hampton's beliefs. Not enough for me. So like Akin Ola from The Guardian wrote, uh, this film is an engrossing, chair-clenching, and relatively accurate depiction of one of the most important young leaders in the history of the United States. But it dances a little too close to stripping Hampton of the radical politics that made him a large enough threat to be targeted and then assassinated by the FBI and the Chicago Police Department. And I couldn't agree, uh, couldn't agree more. So while I personally, I enjoyed the film from like just a film viewer's uh, lens, the historical lens left me wanting more. And my argument is like that Fred Hampton cannot be fully portrayed by like casting a talented black actor and having him repeat, you know, you dig and, and power to the people. Like while Daniel was amazing, he did his thing, he filled the lines, the moments were beautiful with him and his fiance. We need to understand who Fred Hampton was. And Fred Hampton was not Martin Luther King. Like Fred Hampton was a socialist, communist, Marxist, Leninist. And Fred Hampton was not asking for a seat at the table or a seat at a segregated counter. Like he, he's much 
kind of like you, where he's like, blow all this shit up. He was not asking for the opportunity to take part in the American dream. He was saying, fuck your American dream, because in order to take part in it, I have to oppress someone else just by the way that it's made up. And that is not freedom. And he said all power to the people. And, and there's a distinction there between power to the people and all power to the people. And unlike some Marxist Lenin, Leninists, before Hampton, he believed that the poorest of the poor, and this is important, like the hustlers, the gang members, the unemployed, and everyone the fuck else on the outskirts of society, that they were the ones that were going to carry out revolution. You know, he believed that the revolution could not be accomplished within the confines of capitalism and our democratic elections. And he believed that race, gender, and class were designated to work together to keep the masses of the poor, uh, to keep the masses poor and divided. That is so important to, I think, emphasize in telling his story. He was trying to dismantle capitalism at a time when anything outside of capitalism, and even now uh, to an extent, was so dangerous to the point where they will run up in your fucking house while you are sleeping and gun you down. And not only was he doing that, but he was also doing it with people outside. It wasn't just about race. It was about like. It was about class. That's why he was able to reach out to gangs um, who were seemingly in op opposition with the Black Panther Party and poor white people and fucking pimps and thugs and ho like all of these people and, and form this rainbow coalition along with the free breakfast program and things of that nature. Like he was mobilizing to overthrow government. You know, like that is so different from I think what we what we were shown. And I could be wrong. I just don't think I, I think that I that like went over people's him. head. I don't think that well, that I, was I don't, spoken I don't know about. If it, I don't know. I I think just by I mean he, they did show that. They didn't beat it into your head with many speeches by him. It wasn't like a speech, um, heavy speech and theory mm -hmm. movie. I mean, they that's for me, that's what I saw. He had him meeting up with the Chicago gang. He went into the white, poor, white, you know, Confederate fucking... Mm -hmm. Town hall. Yeah, you meeting. saw that, he but met I'm with talking the Puerto about the, Ricans. the emphasis them all coming of together. class. The emphasis of of his attack that, on capitalism specifically. Well, I, anyway, I, I thought that's what he said in it. He was like, This isn't about race. It's about, you know, us us getting the boot off the our neck. All of us yeah. have the boot on our neck and we need to come together. So then and maybe this isn't this isn't this is less of a critique of the movie and more of an opportunity for us to really dive into what he believed. Yeah, I think, I don't know if it was just him either. I guess every, I think similar to what we're doing right now, and I am by no means a, um, 
a expert, but I think the Black Panther movement that his ideas were no different. That, that that's what the Black Panther movement was founded on, like the idea of opening free clinics, mm-hmm. the idea of educating. It was socialist, and, communist ideas? Yeah, these ideas of like we're we're going to spread the wealth. We're going to support one another. We're going to do it within the community. We're not going to rely on um, or feel like we have to be held up and operate under the conditions of what capitalism says we have to to do. And we're going to arm ourselves in order to protect this alternative lifestyle that we're trying to lead. And that's, you know, as with with anything, even with this movie, even though this was a, it was this this shit actually happened. The shootouts in Oakland actually happened. Like the Black Panthers are often associated with like the guns, like the the mm-hmm. all black because they was bad. Like their fucking outfits the was everything. They is, were <laughs> they was they were killing it. Like style wise, the motherfuckers had it down. Like I would have been like. Don't want to be a Muslim. Don't want to be a Black Panther. Don't Black want to Panther be. Black Panther definitely. I'm like, oh, I'm going with the Black Panther. This niggas is cute. Like, let me get that hat, please. <laughs> My dumb ass probably run with the fucking nation of Islam. But no, I mean, um, I, I, I don't, I don't think that when we talk about. the liberation of black people mm-hmm. even around what's happening recently you know the the conversation is around equality the conversation is around um voting getting people more involved understanding the system how it works it's around reforming uh the police forming the prison systems some people abolitionists are a little bit more radical or like yo turn fuck it all but like I don't know that these kind of socioeconomic undertones are ever really like talked about in the mainstream. Like mm. for niggas that are reading another theory and like they're in it, they this is what they talk about, this is what they live and and breathe and are always connecting those intersections, but in mainstream, you know, it's around equality, it's around um supporting black businesses it's around reforming policies so that everybody can get health care for the people that are denied it the most which is our minority and you know poor folks rather than being like actually this whole system is fucked up and it's meant to be fucked up it's designed to fuck us up and it can't be reformed right i think too and i think that we should talk about the different like go into socialism, communism, and even Marxism, just so people are clear. Because in our current political like moment, like the term socialism is like Bernie Sanders and AOC. But like back then, it was much deeper than that. Like socialism now can mean anything from like universal health care to like workers controlling the means of production. And like I again, think it's important that we understand that Hampton had a very specific understanding of 
the world and how it should look. And it wasn't just universal healthcare. So like socialism and in its simplest form, because it's, it's complicated to break down. We're going to try. Ciao. Socialism calls for a nation's citizens to control at least some of its means of production. So the major ingredients needed for a, a healthy economy, right? So think infrastructure, energy, natural resources. And under socialism, any surplus or profit from those sectors must benefit those same citizens. And versus capitalism, that calls for private owners to control the means of production and to keep any profit they make for themselves, which is why in the United States, you could have someone like who owns Amazon, who's a fucking bajillionaire, and the workers are making possibly minimum wage. Um, so you also then, have to think... Go ahead. I don't think there's any real pure socialist there economy. Aren't. Like there are no nobody's nobody's breaking no everybody one has out. They ain't achieved, no fucking co-ops. Right. Or, and a lot of people, that's the thing. They they're always like, look at this communist country, look at this, because we're gonna get into communism next. Look at this socialist country, look at Cuba, look at Russia, look at this. None of them, it's so important to understand that operate in a real socialist communist way because they're all corrupt we've never seen it the the it, it, we've we've it's never been done and it's never been done like it's never been done to where like you're actually following the tenets of what it is if that makes sense right yeah okay so also keep in mind when we're talking about like infra like the major ingredients think about Social, service, social, social services, fire departments, police departments, public schools, universal health care. Like, we all pay into that, whether we utilize those resources or not. But within the capitalist society, like, that's where it stops. It's like, okay, we're going to give you some of these. And it, so in, in, within capitalism, there are socialist ideas that we do take part in, like, our taxes pay for certain this or that, but the people don't own the production, if that makes sense. You know, like such and such can build a bridge, but like we don't own parts of that bridge. Like such and such is going to get rich off of that bridge. Again, we're just going to make whatever wage they pay us to actually build it. So then the next step is communism. So from socialism, you kind of, shift to communism and this is where the state not only owns all mean the state meaning the people not only owns all means of production but that it also uh, owns all aspects of society and economy so that means doing away with private property so this theory would create a classless moneyless society where everyone does what they can do to contribute to the well-being and livelihood and freedom from one another. And I, and you took the words out of my mouth. No true communist country. There are none. There has never been. Greed, corruption, capitalism have always gotten in the way. So, like, if you think about it, when you were talking about, um, I think you were talking to me about I, one of your homegirls saying, I'm tired of, I think actually maybe Nico was like, I'm tired of working to live. 
Or it could have been your, your homegirl. But like, and in my mind, I couldn't even grasp that. I'm like, well, you have to work to live. That's how you prove that you're worthy of whatever you get out of life. But like within this, it's like, no, you need to contribute to society and society will contribute to, to you. Then you have Marxism, which I am fucking convinced, Shanti. I don't care what you say. Baby girl, I read the, I, I, I was watching videos and reading about this. It was like, if this ain't Shanti, I don't know who the fuck this is. But Marxism is basically capitalism is unsustainable. And it's named after Karl Marx, who was the one that came up with this in like the 1800s. He was way ahead of the game. Capitalism is unsustainable. It's inherently corrupt. Um, but it's also unstable. Because every couple of years, right, we get into this economic crash, this depression, this, 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 that. And every time we are told, like, we don't know what the hell happened. It's so crazy this happened. It's like, actually, this is a this happens all the fucking time. And then we got to bail this out, bail that out. Like, mm -hmm. is this shit actually stable? Probably not. Um, there's no private property, no inherited wealth. There's free public education that I spelled wrong, centralized control of transportation and all public services. And then the tenants, the thinking is that work should be enjoyable. It should be reflective of the person's being and that it talks about the worst parts of capitalism is not that it's corrupt and that people are, are rich and some people are poor. It's that capitalism creates an ideology that are really just value judgments that are related to the economic system. So if you don't work, you are not valuable. Mm -hmm. That leisure and pleasure beyond a few weeks is sinful. That more belongings and more stuff will make you happier. And that they say, Marxists say, that the biggest evil of capitalism is that it creates all of us like a sense, like that we're all anxious that we're competitive, that we're conformists, and that we are politically complacent. And I was like, I just was like, <laughs> did Shanti write this? Marxist, Marxist, um, Marxist belief is what inspired communist and socialist right. politics. So right. it's not a separate type of, of um, what's the word, governing politic. It's it's the theory behind. Mm -hmm. And Leninists are. Uh, I don't know. I don't that's know, no, from no, some. I forget his first name. Um, he was in Russia, and basically, his last name is Lenin, and he believed in Karl Marx's theories, and took it upon himself to educate the peasants because they didn't have resources to Karl Marx's theory. So he went along, but he also kind of corrupted it as well. So that's why people say I'm a Marxist Leninist. And it's just like, you're really just a Mar All of this shit is Marxism at the end of the day. We ain't even yeah. getting to Maoism because that's too much. But oh, I just feel like I'm a Marxist now. Because I read those <laughs> tenets and I was so disappointed in myself. Like, I am absolutely that person. It's like, if you don't work, girl, you are not valuable. Girl, you're really going to take all these breaks? Mm. You don't, you must not want it badly enough. You just, you must just... I'm that person and 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 capitalism made me this way. It's not my fault. No, and I got to get out of this. No, my you know, um 
close friend used to say capitalism is in your bones. Oof. It's, it's it's in us. It's what we know. It's it's what we it, it's it's just it's the ocean that we swim in. It's like, horrible. There's nothing there's not much that we can do unless you're making um unless you're constantly trying to figure out why you feel this way if if you're not being introspective if you're not being reflective if you're not taking time to figure out how, how you feel why you were doing the things that you do but that's even hard to do because niggas have to work right niggas have to to send their kids to schools and so the black panthers of fred hampton were just like every single every single part of this American society is a branch from capitalism mm -hmm. that it's, it's all just one tree. And like, you got to pull the roots out this motherfucker. Like you can't just be trimming this one tree, pruning this one tree while this other, you know, limb is getting bigger and bigger. It's just, it's all, um, they're all functions towards, exploitation and it's so and, conflicting and it's, it's a, so conflicting it's a it's also oh. a global it's a global issue right like the reason that cuba who which is a communist country may not be as prosperous of course there's um of course there's internal issues and, and politics but like for the longest, the entire world, America was just like, oh, we're not fucking with you. You don't want to play. You don't want to play ball with us. We might bomb you, but actually, we're just never gonna buy. We're like, gonna cut off all your resources. We're cutting off all your resources. No trade. Stay in the fifties. Good luck. Like, that's what. That's why. That's <laughs> why Cuba has the cars that it has. It's just because they were cut time. off. It's just and, and those cars came over there from Russia. When Russia was like, okay, we'll we'll play ball with you because we're a communist country too, and we're gonna send you these bombs hidden in these boats that have cars on them to make it seem so that their satellites will only see cars being shipped to you people. But really, it's they're crazy. fucking nuclear weapons. Insanity. I I also don't I also don't want to conflate. Listen to us. Listen, we use a. Who the fuck? We I think don't want to conflate. <laughs> The Black Panthers' uh, mission with communism and socialism because communism and socialism has shed so much blood mm -hmm. throughout the world. But theirs wasn't... And theirs given no power to the people. Right, but that's what we're saying is that I, don't, I hesitate to call these countries true communist countries because they're not operating as... Under these communist tenets, right? Yeah. That they're not operating as such. They're really just corrupt countries. Like when you're looking at what's the it's one in a, South America that's just a hot ass fucking mess. I can't think of it know. right now. Venezuela, oh, Venezuela is not. I don't know if Venezuela is a hot ass mess. No, I forget. Um, Venezuela is another one that. But Venezuela like, is a hot mess too. You 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 become you become this. If this becomes the global standard, right, where you eat up the world and you mm -hmm. and you eat up your people, and, and you eat up your resources, you eat up your resources, and now you have 
China and India and Africa now. You have all of these different parts of the world, these so-called third world country uh, countries that are trying to like, this is the standard. Capitalism is the standard. Like you, you, you want to play big dog. You want to have this standard of life because it, I, because this works. Well, it's also, they're I, also bullied into it. Just like you said, like the United States bullies people into it. They're going to put sanctions on this. They're going to do that. They're going to do that. You know, we're going to use you to keep it going. Like we're going to use you. We're going to suck you dry to keep like the continent of Africa. Mm -hmm. The other thing, too, is that I think it's so conflicting as I sit here and talk about compound interest playing into these games, like playing into their because it's also like, well, what do I do? Like I. Should I, I just, you know, and then I I often think about you and, and, and I really believe that, that your, your being is in more alignment with Marxism. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that to be funny, but you're a business owner. Profit margins are important. So how do you deal with that? How do like outside of, you know, Black Panthers and Fred Hampton, like it's a, it's a, very personal moral I think I think reckoning I think that there is a there are possibilities because I I don't think commerce because there's like capitalism and then there's commerce Mm -hmm. right there's like owning your home and having wealth and then there's being filthy rich and mm-hmm. and stopping other people and creating systems that other people can't have the, their wealth, whether it be having a business or owning a home or having land to till. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know that you have to confuse that capitalism and, and the way that it wants to eat you alive with just like commerce and like ownership i don't know i don't know those things i don't i don't know if it's possible to have both those things and not be um tantalized to oh if i'm gonna make a million dollars a day nigga i'm gonna keep this million dollars a day like right if i can own 14 homes and pass it down to my kids i'm gonna own so then it, it just comes do down that. to choice. It comes down to the values. It comes down to what makes you feel good. It comes down to how, how do you feel in the choices that you make? How do you feel in your pursuit of making a lot of money and purchasing a home? What, what, it, what is the legacy or how does it contribute to humanity? It, capitalism is very individualistic and it's very like fucking simple as shit like we are all so confused and fearful that there are no other options and we don't have the time to explore other options i know business owners that barter i know business owners that all of the people that are on their staff can own be a part owners of the business. And if the business does make profits, it's shared throughout. Like Lush is like that. 
this multi-million dollar company is also kind of like a co-op. Like mm -hmm. at one point they're like, okay, we're making so much money right now. Like we don't need to be making this much money, but we don't know. We don't know about those possibilities. We're not taught those possibilities. And I've just been thinking about just school and education. And even with Jojo, it's like, Again, they put this shit in your bones from a very young age. You need to produce. You need to follow these lines. You need to know this thing in order to be rewarded, in order for your life to be set up properly. Right. Like in 10th and 11th grade, you're like, yo, this is my life right now. Like I got to get these SATs and fill out the, mm -hmm. all these applications or my life is over. I don't know. I, I just... I just think that it can be far more interesting and far more beneficial and far more sustainable if there's if we explore other ways. And I and again to go back to Biden, that requires this motherfucker to stop. That's why I was smiling so hard when you were talking about that. You just it just something you there has to be like a pause. And I think that we maybe you can't do it um we can't expect the whole thing to stop, but I just wonder what parts in your life do you feel like you're spinning and you're dogged and you're running from a place of fear and worry and lack? Because all of this capitalism is just the idea of scarcity. Like we have, it's, it's an issue of overabundance, but it's fueled by scarcity. Mm. We have more than, there's a, enough in this whole planet to go around to everybody, but... It's it's fueled by scarcity. And so I don't know. I wonder at what I I think about my life every day and I'm like, what am I so scared of? What do I want? What? Why? Are you, why? <laughs> why? I know. Child. More questions without answers from around the way curls. But I love I love that in the movie that he was like he was just making a conscious choice. And I I think that's a really when we if we ask ourselves, he was, you know, say, I am a revolutionary. And I can't say that I'm a revolutionary. Mm. Like I there's too many parts of my life that I know mm -hmm. um that I know there's no it's complete yielding. There's no resistance there. It's just like, oh, well, here we go. But, you know, he's a young man, and he was he was just choosing it. And the other guy, fucking Judas. Judas. Trying to escape his accountability, trying to make some money. Ugh. Anyway, child. That was my thing. Like, what? I know that there's an interview with him and I want to watch it. But I'm also like, what was his driving? Like, what? It, it was to stay out of jail. It was to, what was it? Was it the money? Was it the acceptance from the FBI agent? Was it all of it? Probably. Yeah. Well, he killed himself, though. That man was not okay. He was not he well. He killed himself, I think, the day after the do a documentary came out. 
Mm. Yeah. Child. Well, I think I want to leave off with just this quote from Mr. Hampton. And it is, we got to face some facts that the masses are poor, that the masses belong to what you call the lower class. And when I talk about the masses, I'm talking about the white masses. I'm talking about the black masses and the brown masses and the yellow masses too. We've got to face the fact that some people say you fight fire best with fire, but we say you put fire out best with water. We say you don't fight racism with racism. We're going to fight racism with solidarity. We say you don't fight capitalism with no black capitalism. You fight capitalism with socialism. Things to ponder. And that made me think about your thing with Jay and Beyonce. And I'm just like, shut up. Just let me love my black royalty. But again, there was some, um, some criticism around the the soundtrack that like I liked but the the criticism was that the soundtrack is is devoid of like the panthers ethos and the ethos and that um black capitalists uh and artists who are either aspiring to be black capitalists or almost there are like that's everything that Fred Hampton loathed and they're the ones on the album celebrating mm. his life and his legacy so who got really got played and then hollywood benefits how much from this movie where do those proceeds go where does all this money go that's being generated as you know it wins awards and gets all this recognition very interesting. So, it's in our bones, y'all. <laughs> it's in our bones. Uh, more reason to move to that hut in Costa Rica and live <laughs> simply. Uh, yeah, I think, anyway, I could go on, but I, I wonder why we're so scared to live simply. I wonder why we're so scared to be, to, to, to. That's not sexy. That doesn't feel, um, that doesn't, I don't think that feels free to most people. A lot of people equate freedom with money and means. Like if I want to do this, I have the opportunity because everything is wrapped up in money and access to money gives you a certain amount of freedom. That's why the shit's in our bones. We the fact that I could say, maybe I'll move to Costa Rica. I need to fucking afford that. We think. I guess we think. I, think I don't. That's just, I think that's just what we're told. I don't know if we know any other alternatives. I mean, I, I, I think within the confines of what we have right now, like you move to Costa Rica, you got to pay for a flight, you got to pay for a place to live. If what if something happens to your parents, you got to have means to be able to come back. You got like there's, you have to have means and able to be able to you move. You have means, but you don't have to be rich. No, I I've never wanted to be rich. I'm not interested in that. But I. I'm tired of, I think, working so hard with what I feel like is so little payback. And that it, I mean, we see it every day. We see folks who are our quote unquote essential workers and we won't even pass a $15 minimum wage, but these people are essential workers. It's a joke. So shout out to 
the rich getting richer. <sighs> this is this well, is just another you know. depressing episode of Around the Liquor. <laughs> oh, I think um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know, but we would love to know. We would love to hear what you think. We should have no know. name on. No name will be on here. She'll be on here like, and then, you know, got to have no name, Doctor Umar. No, <laughs> Doctor Umar. <laughs> you got. We gotta try to get this motherfucker. On. I, I would wait. never. Oh, I would love Dr. it. Umar. I would love it. Are you kidding? He would no. be upset. <laughs> I would be cracking the fuck He'd be up. Like, First of all. Am I talking to two white women? <laughs> he will, you know how the uh, Pink Panther be having that little that little African hat one? Yeah. Say hat? That's how he would come over here looking at us like, what? Why are y'all dressed up like that? See, you think it's fun and games. It's a real struggle. Like, you right. I apologize, King. Do you remember me talking his shit, though? Your boy was into him on the, on the thing. He was like, you know. Who? I went to 17 of his rallies. I donated to him. Oh, the boy <laughs> I was like, when it's speed dating. Shout out to yeah, him. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. I told All right, everyone. Uh, reflect on how capitalism is in your bones. Is it in your bones? How can we do away with it? Is Can we do away with it? Is small progression the best way? Are these slow steps the best way towards liberation of people will we ever achieve all power to the people i think this is the most i'm trying in this you keep oh. <laughs> go ahead all right we're done no, but i do ahead. think it's a perfect time because we're really um in a space where we're really upset with poor white people like white poor white people are taking they're like we got to we got to keep this america great again uh, no. but those be the po- poorest Poor white people be keeping this fucking machine spinning, baby. I don't get know white pe- why. Poor white people to wake up, child. Ain't never seen nobody just against their own interests the way poor white people are. I'm like, because. But then that's when the, the only one who wasn't was Eminem. Shout out to him, and he made it. He rich. Shout out to him. Eminem was like, I'm not aligned with these trailer trash. Let me go ahead to this underground. Rap competition, showing <laughs> what I got. <laughs> he was like, "Heed me, had had me heed." <laughs> Yo, Eight Mile. Oh uh, uh, man, I gotta watch that. Jojo keep... loves Eminem, by the way. She listens to Eminem. Mm-hmm. That's she a little. Eminem. That's a little adult Jojo for her. Doesn't curse, okay? Jojo, Jojo is definitely cursing outside of your house. Are you? She on the playground like. Fuck you, bitch. Suck my dick. <laughs> Just like we were. You're going to be appalled when you hear JoJo say no, that. Like, she's not. She's not like that. Oh, she doesn't shout out to out you being that mom. I, I love don't, you. It's not that I want that mom. She just, that's not in her nature. She's just my like, mother would have, my mother and father would have never thought it was in mine either. But baby, when I got on that cheese bus, it was something else. Reading the coldest one I ever, cursing people out. Tell them to suck my out, imaginary Like disgusting. Penis. I was the kid on the bus that you're shaking your head like, oh, they ain't going to be nobody. Same. And when my dad found out I was, he snatched me up in front of the whole schoolyard. It was like, you want to be that girl? You want to be that fucking girl? Baby, I was on punishment for like two years. (laughs) It's like, no, man. You want a fucking punishment. All right. All right. This is is the end of um, this episode. But 
I I enjoyed Lakeith Stanfield. I I enjoyed uh, Dominique. I enjoyed Daniel. I enjoyed this film. I just want us to all be clear about who Fred Hampton was. And with that, we are out. Uh, Bye-bye. What makes them mad about it? What makes them mad about it is that they had black people and white poor people and red poor people and Puerto Rican poor people and Latin American Puerto Rican people of uh, all poor people of all descent. They had them caught up in their movements based on racism when the black family party stood up and said that we don't care what anybody says. We don't think to fight fire with fire fence. We think you fight fire with water fence. We're going to fight racism, not with racism, but we're going to fight with solidarity. We said we're not going to fight capitalism with black capitalism, but we're going to fight it with socialism. We stood up and said we're not going to fight reactionary pigs and reactionary state attorneys like this and reactionary state attorneys like Hanrahan with any other reactions on our part. We're going to fight their reactions with all of us people to get together and have an international proletarian revolution. Right on. Right on. Right on. And that's saying all power to the people. Right on. That's saying that no matter what color you are, you're just only two classes. And that's saying there's a class over here and there's a class over there. And the reason that this class over here has never did anything to get this class off its back because this is lower, this is upper, this is the oppressed, this is the oppressor, this is the exploited, this is the exploiter. And these people in this class have divided themselves. They say, I'm black and I hate white people. I'm white and I hate black people. I'm Latin American and I hate hillbillies. I'm hillbillies and I hate Indians. So we fight amongst each other. And you've you heard the testimony of pigs here. you got pigs of all colors. You know that. You got pigs that are white, you got pigs that are black, you even got pigs that are black and white. Propagating the same type of madness that uh, the, this buffoon Henry had would be propagating if he were here himself. And why? Because they want to keep you to believing that I'm your enemy and that everybody else that's black and that wears a lot of hair on his head and hair on his face, they want to keep you thinking that he's your enemy. Why? Because if ever you would disregard him and overlook him just for a minute and throw away that question of racism and started to deal with a little logic, then it could be, there would be no one else you could attack other than Hanrahan, other than David, and other than Tricky Dickie Nixon. If you make the right decisions and oppress people of the world and get complete satisfaction, I know you return to get verdict of not guilty. Thank you. Hey, y'all. Antoinette here, and I am inviting you... Hey y'all, Antoinette here, and I am inviting you to take a bite out of summer with HelloFresh. From chef-curated seasonal recipes to their very new fresh and fit summer menu, HelloFresh brings flavor right to your door. And if you're looking to eat well this summer, HelloFresh's menu features calorie-smart and protein-smart lunch and dinner options. HelloFresh makes it easy to reach your food goals with flavor recipes that will definitely leave you feeling satisfied. Also, HelloFresh gets that you want options when it comes to what to make for dinner, not just the same old tired thing all the time. That's why they offer 40 recipes to choose from. Did you get that? 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So you'll never get bored and you can always find something new to try and love. Listen, it's peak time for summer produce and HelloFresh makes sure you get all of the best picks all season long. Their ingredients travel from the farm to your door in less than seven days for a quality you can taste. 
I recently made the Gouda Vibes Burger with tomato, onion, jam, and potato wedges. And I must say, this was one of the best burgers I have ever had. It was absolutely delicious. All of the ingredients were fresh, they were quality, and they were bursting with flavor. So what are you waiting for? Go to HelloFresh.com slash ATWCurls50 and use code ATWCurls50 for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash ATWCurls50 and use code ATWCurls50 for 50% off plus free shipping.